come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. This week, we are beginning a new series called After God's Own Heart, a fresh look at the Ten Commandments. In this week's episode, we will be discussing putting God first according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. And we're here in PNT Podcast Studio with a great lesson and a new series this week, as it's stated. I don't know if you guys are ready for this one, putting God first. Who wants to put God first? I do. But let's get right into it. The world and the biblical meaning of put and first. I tell you, it is the, the definitions are out of this world from the Marian Dictionary or the Google Dictionary, whatever you want to call it. Put means to move to or place in particular position. First, coming before all others in time or order. Now think about that. God was here before we got here. So in time, first means even in time, not in just place or position. It's, it has to do with time, the first. And I tell you, this, this is, this, this is going to blow you away. Anyway, let's, let's get down into it. Let's go. Let's look at the biblical meaning. Matthew 6, my favorite scripture. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I had no clue one sentence or scripture could be life-changing, life-altering, and full of life. This scripture matches the title of the lesson to perfection. Let's break this down. It starts off with, but seek. Translated, stop what you're doing. See, but seek. Stop what you're doing. You can't seek if you're doing something else. So watch this. Put your looking eyes on. If you have to seek, you have to put your looking eyes on. You have to be able to look and see and find because you're seeking. You can't seek with your ears. You have to seek with your eyes and your heart. Okay, let's pause. But is a transitional word in a sentence that connects two separate and competing thoughts. Okay, English, English lesson real quick. Everything after the but cancels out everything in front of it. Example. If I say to you, I love you, but I can't stand you. So how can I not stand you and love you at the same time? Because if I say I love you, there shouldn't be anything behind it. But I say, but I can't stand you. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to the lesson. Why did God put a but in this scripture? What was he trying to negate or discredit? To find this out, we have to go back and read what was before the but. So we have to read Matthew 6, 25 and 27. And it reads, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food, the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Basically, what God is saying is quit with all the murmuring and complaining about your life. You worry and complain because you have replaced God with yourself. Why? I'm glad you asked. It's because you think God is slow and boring and giving you all the things you believe you deserve and want. So you put yourself first and in charge of your happiness and your sustainment. God has made it clear in this verse that I just read that he got you covered. Yep, my teens, 
the great questions coming. When what? When you seek first his kingdom, yes, that means stop asking your parents, your friends, your grandparents, ask God first. If you diligently seek God and his righteousness, what did he say he will do? I don't know. Let me read it right from the Bible. And these things will be given to you as well. What are these things? I don't know. Only God knows. So why don't you ask him the next time you pray? First Peter 3 and 12 tells us God's eyes are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to the prayers. So pray and seek God for those answers. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after a quick break. And we're back live in PNT Podcast Studio, picking up where we left off, putting God first. In this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about some practical ways teens can develop a lifestyle of putting God first. Young people, I want you to keep this in mind. If your relationship with God is broken, all your other relationships will not be whole. Not because you don't want them to be. It's because relationship number one, that's the relationship between you and God, has to be the best of all. Because we find in Exodus that God is a jealous God. You can't love someone or something more than you love him. I'm going to illustrate this using Abraham, Genesis 15 and 6. The first way we can begin to put God first is through obedience. Abraham knew the voice of God. He heard God and did exactly what he said. Two things I want you to get from this. One, do what God tells you to do, whether big or small, it doesn't matter. Like Nike says, just do it. Watch this. Number two, practice obedience to your parents teachers, and those who have rule over you. If you can't obey those you see, how can you truly obey God whom you can't see? Number two, when God told Abraham at 75 years old to leave his homeland, he did just that. Practice hearing God's voice. It will be hard at first, but you will get better at it. Practice listening to other people. Everyone wants to be heard. You listen to understand and you listen to learn. Number three, Abraham showed courage to worship one God in a time when there were many gods. I want you to think about that. There were so many gods running rampant or people thought to be running rampant in the Old Testament. Be a young leader and stand for something of principle. Refuse to bend, break, or compromise your integrity. I know it's easier than standing with God. Challenge yourself every day to do the right thing even when no one is looking. Number four. Abraham stayed the course. It took God approximately 25 years to come through on his promise. The easiest thing to do is to write and put notes that you can read every day. Note one, write this on it. Trust God completely. Note two, God can't fail. Note three, I trusted everybody else. Why not trust God? Number five, be available. Abraham gave up his plans and his future for God's. Write a note as a reminder to let go and let God. Practice giving up your own will for God's will. This means denying yourself when God needs you for his work and purpose. You have to be able to give up what you want when God tells you something different than what you may want. And number six, finally, commitment. This one is huge. Abraham was so committed to God's plan that he was willing to sacrifice his only son for God. I need you to truly assess your level of commitment to God in an honest and thorough manner. How much time have you spent this year listening to and working to understand God? Do your friends, sports, social media, TikToking, or anything you love comes, come before God? Make a commitment to put God first today, to learn more about God each day, and live a lifestyle committed to God. This does not require you to spend a lot of time. I want, you to, I want to challenge you to spend five minutes studying God's Word, and you will grow 
in your relationship with God and you will begin to see that God is first in your life. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were talking about how we should put God first in all that we think and do. How we learned in Exodus 23 that God said you should have no other gods before me. But before we got into the deep discussion, I referred to my base scripture, one that I live by and helps me to not judge others. Okay, I'll save the topic of judgment for another day. At any rate, the scripture is Romans 3.23, for we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I wanted to start there because when we begin to talk about idols, all of us have fallen short in this area. So I explained what idolatry mean and its excessive or blind adoration, reverence, or devotion. There were some puzzled looks, so I further explained that idolatry can be something or someone that you place higher than or on the same level as God. I asked if they could give me some examples of what they had placed before God, but then they asked me, so you know me, I obliged. I told them that I've been guilty of idolatry when I put my love for reading books before reading the Bible, guilty, playing games on my phone and my computer instead of studying the Bible, guilty. My daughter, when she was younger, became my idol, and God showed me who he was and almost took her at the age of two. God was teaching me at that time that I should not be idolizing my child, that he could take her from me at any moment. Well, thank the Lord that I listened. She's now 27. I could name more, but hey, we don't have that much time. I could see the wheels turning and they begin to shout out different ways that they realized that they had idols in their lives. Xbox, guilty. Drinking, guilty. Smoking cigarettes, weed or skunk, guilty. Sexting, guilty. Sexing, guilty. PlayStation, guilty. We really need to look at those things that take away from our relationship with God and putting him first. We even need to stop doing some of those things and commit ourselves back to Christ. Then I heard one shout, parents. And when I heard it, I did a sign for time out. And I explained it's one thing to reverence, respect, and admire your parents. But remember, they are not perfect. So you don't want to cross that line, which is very thin, to idolizing them. I reminded them about our daughter. You don't want to put anyone, parents, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, friend, anyone on the same level as God, because if they fall, then what? Do you stop believing that they are a child of God? Do you stop loving them? Do you stop liking them? Do you stop talking to them? No. So be very careful of the things or persons that take your focus off of God and always Put him first and above all others. In summary, the importance of putting God first. As a result of Abraham's commitment, ultimately yours too, which starts by listening to God and demonstrating courage, obedience to God, being available to God, and trusting God. God blessed not only Abraham, but all nations. This includes you. If you, like Abraham, put God first above everyone and above all else, which you got it, means everything. And if you get yourself right with God, then your life and your relationships will be a blessing to yourself, your family, your friends, and the world around you. Wouldn't that be great? As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. 
with a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.